started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. Hello and welcome to City Girls Make Do. I'm your host Alex, aka Reese's Pieces. Uh, I'm your host Stephanie, aka a cute, smart, sexy, single, smoking alcoholic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, today we are talking about episode season two, episode sixteen. Am I right this time? You are. Yes. Was it good for you? Was it good for you? That's the episode Was title. It? Yes. <laughs> um yeah this is there's a lot of sex talk so um fair warning this episode will be not safe for work it um it leans a little bit more on the sex side than the city side this week (laughs) so be careful i mean in case you i don't know this is your first listen if you're the guy uh who found about (laughs) found out about us at a bar uh and this is your first listen then we talk a little bit about sex we can get a little bit raunchy sometimes i don't (laughs) A little bit. You might you might want to hold on to your your diaper. I don't know why I said diaper. <laughs> you might want to hold on to your pants. Um, if there's any adult babies listening, then Stop. get those pasties <laughs> ready because you're gonna spit them out. <laughs> you're gonna need to grow a wig before you lose it because you're an adult baby. So <laughs> you shaved your head so you look like a baby. That's what all adult babies do. Um, yes. Why do we just talk nonsense all the time? It's a great show. Yeah, no, I, I think that's how we should run this whole podcast, so. <laughs> all right, Goo Goo Gaga, shall we jump in? <laughs> I think we should, yeah. <laughs> so we start with Charlotte is in bed with her new man. He's a doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. And his name is Bram. Bram, it sure is. Yeah, so, okay, I found out after the episode that his episode was, his name was Bram, because I thought that it was Graham, and then I had to look up something real quick, and I had to look up, like, an episode script to see what someone had said, and then I found out, oh, no, it's Bram, just like, you know. Stroker. Like, dra- yeah. Yeah. Bram Stroker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a poor name. I'll collect a oh, poor name. Um, yeah. So Bram and Charlotte are making out in bed and he starts snoring because he's fallen asleep. Yeah, he sure does. And Charlotte is so offended. <laughs> She's like, I must be so bad in bed. You fell asleep on me. Like, uh, you know, he says he's a little tired. I mean, apparently, like, according to Carrie's voiceover, he's overworked. I mean, he is a surgeon, I guess. So, like, he's, like, an orthopedic. I think he said he did, like, three carpal tunnels. And, you know, surgery seems, like, hard. I've never done it outside of the, that Wii game. What's the one? Oh. I – is there a Wii game that does surgery? Is it, there's, like, a Wii operation? No, there's, like, a there's like a doctor game for the Nintendo. I remember my friend hmm. playing it all the time. I don't know. Some – there's someone probably screaming right now. Well, it's probably it. at least as hard as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably at least as hard as a Nintendo DS game. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he seems kind of... St- he just fell asleep. He fell asleep for like three seconds. And the next we see, she is crying. She is bawling to Carrie. Yeah. She's like, 
she's so upset about it because Carrie's just like, look, he was probably just tired. I'm sure it's not you, Charlotte. Like, you're fine. I don't, it doesn't mean you're bad in bed or anything. Like, um, yeah, poor I mean, th- I, he has a high pressure job. I don't blame him. Yeah. And like, okay, like, you're already in bed. That's already snooze town. Like, I don't know. It's fine. I don't, yeah. I mean, as soon as I go to bed, I'm like, I don't know. Mm. This is this is my home. This is my cloud. I'm an angel, and <laughs> I'm gonna stay here forever. Well, I feel like it's kind of the problem we have every single week, which is like, okay, do this once and it's fine. Do it over and over again, and it's a problem. And he's done it once, and it's also the problem we have every week, where it's like not everything is a personal attack on you. Yes. Yes, true. This is just, he is he has a very stressful job. He's probably been standing up doing surgery for eight hours. Um, but give him, let him have a nap. And what's comfier than being slid inside of someone else? It's just you're so cozy or you're warm and you're, it's like having, it's like, it's like the vagina is the weighted blanket of nature. It's like a sleeping bag for your dick. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is. Yeah, nap time, so... <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, I just want to cuddle up inside a nice toasty vagina. I mean, that's just, it's just natural, baby. That's pussy, babe. That's what, it's where we're, where we came from. So, uh, Uh, I love that Sam just totally disagrees with this whole thing, though, because Carrie, like, goes and tells Samantha about it. And she's like, well, no one's ever fallen asleep while they were fucking me before. No, and she she says, have you seen her on a Stairmaster? Nothing going on below the waist. Wait, she's on a Stairmaster. It's all going down below the waist. Yeah, I don't really know what she's, what she's trying to say here, but. Like, maybe pick something. Maybe say, like, have you seen her in, I don't know, Taibo class or something. Something where you're moving the rest of your body. I was going to say Zumba, but Zumba didn't exist then. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know shit about exercising, but. As we, fi- we figured out last week, we don't go to the gym. We're just naturally whatever shapes we are. Yes. <laughs> Perfect shaped. <laughs> this is f- yeah. this is the 100%. This is the, um, what does that fucking Alex Jones mean? This may, this may be, this is a perfect male physique and you may not like it, but. But it's just perfection, babe. So yeah. accept it. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> And then we get Samantha's, uh, she's been propositioned yeah. by her gay friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Carrie can see where this is going before it gets there. Yes. <laughs> because, I mean, we all can, but. <laughs> yeah. So it like smash, it like uh, Family Guy style changes to like a flashback of Samantha at dinner with her gay friends, Dave and David. And they are like, oh, we were thinking about it. And we were thinking that if we ever had sex with a woman, we'd want it to be you. And Samantha is obviously very flattered. And she agrees to sleep with the pair of them. Yeah, she's very intrigued. Like, she kind of makes that Samantha horny face that we know and love. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, (laughs) Carrie is like, they're gay. Like, (laughs) 
Samantha, I love Samantha's response, though, because she's just like, for a sex columnist, you have a very limited view of sexuality. (laughs) She's right. I mean, I kind of agree with Samantha on this whole thing where she's like, hey, she's just, you know, Samantha is obviously the most open about exploring her sexuality. And she's like, you know, the future is pansexual. So chill out, Carrie. (laughs) I did think it was really interesting that she chose pansexual as her as her word of choice here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, Carrie is right, as we will find out later. But, I mean, she didn't know these people. Like, they, they might just be looking to explore something. There's nothing, I mean, we both know people who have been like, we're lesbians and then dated men. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's totally normal to do. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this happened to be a case where that wasn't true. But, of course, it sucks in the city. So, of course, if you're gay, that's just it. <laughs> yeah. You can't be bisexual in this world or or anywhere in between unless you're Samantha and you're trisexual. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Samantha and you date a woman for, like, three episodes and then realize you can't eat pussy anymore. Yeah. Which, like, can't relate. Blocked. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Every time, every time, like, um, I guess sexual fluidity or like pansexuality or bisexuality comes up on this show, I'm like, wow, we are the perfect people to talk about this. I can't believe, oh, yeah. like, you know, the universe placed her cards and they landed perfectly. Mm. <laughs> they really did. Yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't come up that often. But, like, the times it does come up, God, I get so mad. I get so red yeah. mad nude online about their takes on bisexuality. It's a lot. I mean, when we get to interracial dating, it's gonna, our hive minds are gonna explode. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I can't. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have to be drunk for that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on, <laughs> we, we get a pretty quick, uh, question of the week actually i was surprised it came so early <laughs> unlike last week <laughs> um true <laughs> oh god all these callbacks were going so well uh yeah oh, so wow. carrie is typing right her computer um yep and we get our question yeah you know like do you think that being good in bed like is 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 having sex just like a quiz that you're passing or failing how do you know if you're good in bed <laughs> this is so stupid and she looks at her bed and she has some pillows which i honestly thought were cum stains for a second <laughs> i didn't see that oh my god she has like a pillow and they you see it again later on the episode it's like her sheets are gray and then she has like a black pattern on one pillow and i was like it's that to be a stain oh Oh my god oh it's horrible Mm. anyway um yeah how are you supposed to know if you're good in bed this is such a stupid question you can just ask yeah it's one of those things where it's kind of like well did the other person get off and did you have a good time too? Did they seem like they were enjoying themselves? Mm-hmm. And like, clearly we know people can fake it, but, you know. Do they want to have sex with you again? Are they looking forward to doing that? Then, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If someone is very enthusiastic about having sex with you, then, I mean, that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's It's so stupid and it's like... I don't know. I don't feel like this really offers much in terms of a question. 
Yeah, and it really depends on the question or it, the person, in my opinion, because like you could be really great at sex with one person, but then just not do it for someone else. For example, like, I don't know, it really is a person by person basis. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are just miserable at sex, like with anyone, but like, and then there's some people who are more flexible to switch it up to be like what other people want. But like, I don't know, it's. Yeah, I remember I, I knew this dude and he would be like, I don't know, we were talking about just sex one day as you do. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, I just, my thing is I just like to please the ladies i'll just do whatever they want if they want it fast if they want it slow i'll do it to please them and i knew for a fact he was bad in bed (laughs) as soon as he said that i was like no you're shit (laughs) yeah it just i really hate to hear people talk about what they think about themselves in bed like unless you are sleeping with the person it's like really i don't just i don't know like what are you trying to prove to me unless you're trying to have sex with me why do I need to know that? I don't. No. Again, yeah, you're right. Everyone has different parts. Everyone has different things that they enjoy. So I feel like being good in bed just means being flexible to, not literally flexible, mm-hmm. but that helps. I mean, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> it does help. True. <laughs> but being flexible to what your partner needs and working with them to get what you need. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It is. It's not that complicated. And- no. But this is what the She's- entire fucking episode is about, so let's let's prepare, girls. Yeah, I, it's just I don't know, and I honestly don't even feel like any of the stories really reflected whether or not any of them even were good and bad or not. No, but no. Um, ugh. should we get into Carrie's story for the episode? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, so she's walking down the street, and this annoyed me because it was so dramatic. Um. <laughs> But she gets flicked by a cigarette that's flying in the air, and she acts like she has been shot. (laughs) She truly does. She's like, whoa, oh my god, (laughs) ow, I got hit by a cigarette that was loose. And I'm like, how much could that have possibly hurt you? It couldn't have had very much, you know, pressure against your arm or whatever when it hit you. Like, it's hot, but... I don't understand. She acts like she's JFK getting fucking assassinated. It's so much. Um, yeah. I have, <laughs> I have, and I've walked into a cigarette before. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It's just like, it's like, a, yeah, it's like, she's like, I thought a bee stung me. And yeah, that's kind of just what it feels like. It just feels like a little, you know, when you get an injection or something, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, for like one second. And yeah. <laughs> and then it's fine. I remember I walked into my mum's cigarette once um, when I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) And you lived. (laughs) I lived. I don't have any, I don't have a, I don't even have a scar from it. She's like, I'm going to get a scar. Like, you're not. It just flicked you. It's not like he put a cigarette out on you. No. So your mom was the dramatic one about it. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, I've killed my child. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet of her. Like, just, I don't know, I was about eight, and she was like smoking, and I ran into her, and she was like, Don't do that. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um, I lived, I had to get stomach surgery, I have a new tummy. Oh, yeah, you had to get that amputated. For, yeah, I, I don't no. have a tummy, that's why my waist is so small. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it t- so the guy who threw it on her is a man named Patrick Casey, I think. His name's Patrick. Yeah, I didn't get his last name. She but keeps calling him Mr. Casey. 
Oh, does she? God, I didn't notice that. Um, I watched this episode at like midnight <laughs> after I worked for like 12 hours straight and I would just astral projected onto my couch to watch it and i don't know <laughs> um yeah so she keeps calling him mr casey is very annoying but his name is patrick he's very he's very new york he sounds like steve but he's more attractive Ugh. he's very attractive to me like i thought he was probably one of the better looking guys that she's gone out with he he's a real cutie and <laughs> he's very apologetic He's got like a chiseled nose and floopy hair. I like a floopy hair and I like a I like a strong nose on a man. I don't a woman. I just like strong noses on everyone. I think because I have a very tiny EB nose, I'm I'm in awe of a nice strong Roman nose. I love a big nose. Big nose crew solidarity, because I have a big nose and I'm like, hell yeah. They rule. They're good for sniffing. They're good for sniffing and for booping. Okay, I'm a big <laughs> nose ally. Small nose gang, but I support my brothers and sisters with the big noses. Oh, that, that rules. Solidarity. <laughs> Smellidarity. That's what it is. He's like, he seems, and he says, you know, I think they, does he invite her out for coffee to apologize? He does, because he's like, oh yeah, well, let's talk about it over coffee. But she's clearly like warmed up to him. Like the second she sees his face, she's suddenly just like, oh, no longer am I the most dramatic girl alive because I realize that you are pretty. And um, yeah, she clearly is just like kind of flirting with him at this point. So yeah, so they go out for coffee and he says that he's a, he's a, like a composer for films. He says something mm-hmm. like, I screamed when I found out that what you did last summer or something. Haha, <laughs> reference. I didn't hear what he said, but I just, I, when Carrie said he's a composer for the movies, I was like, what movies? <laughs> like, for the movies? <laughs> like, there's so many movies. What does that mean? <laughs> all of them, all of them. Uh, yeah, he said specifically horror movies, like trashy ones. Um, yeah. You know, the original score for Scream, which we can all pinpoint off the top of our head. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know the main theme from Scream, just like, it's just like the, it, yeah, no, for sure. No, no, exactly what that is. So. <laughs> it's dumb because horror movies have some really famous themes. I mean. Well, yeah. The. From Friday the 13th? Yeah, no, there's some like, I feel like the sound production and scores of horror movies are probably like, probably a lot more intricately done than a lot of other movies because they kind of have to be by nature. Yeah, exactly. I don't... But, I mean, I guess he's sort of saying, like, the 90s slasher kind of thing. Whatever. Yeah, that checks out, I guess, but... Yeah, and if they're talking... And at the end, Carrie's like, oh, I gotta go. And the voiceover, she says, ugh, I'm gonna... I thought, how many smoking cute guys were there left in manhattan seven i'm gonna do something i've never i rarely ever do and she leaves him her number which if she rarely leaves guys her numbers how does she go on all these dates i have no idea like how did they even meet people back then like where where are they meeting men like they don't have tinder (laughs) not using the internet what the fuck were they doing i know this seems hard to believe but people did go outside um before like 2006 (laughs) when i can go outside and i can have guys send dick pics to me from my fucking bedroom But I mean, okay, so the thing is, I understand meeting people in school and meeting people at work, but I don't understand how people meet people when they're, like, in their 30s and they're no longer in school and, like, 
well they're at work <laughs> well yeah well, but like I, carrie never goes I, to work so. i guess this is the crux of the show i mean most of the time they meet people on bars or they're friends of friends like yeah, I guess friends of friends is definitely a thing, especially if people are like, oh, I'll set you up with my friend that I think will be great for you. Yeah, I think but. that happened a lot more because I don't, I've never had that done to me. And I would be very confused if someone did do that. I'd be like, I probably won't like them. So good luck with that. Yeah. I feel like they would only do that if you were like a case where either they just think it would be such a perfect match because they know you both really well, or if it because you're the kind of person who's just so desperately single, like one of those people who just, who just complains about it so much that you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be single forever. And they're like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. We're setting you up with someone. Stop talking. <laughs> I I mean I I do kind of do that just in the hopes that like I don't know some will set um just because I have I have a friend and she doesn't listen to this so I can talk about it but she's getting proposed to soon and Ew. I'm like fuck you first of all for <laughs> getting proposed to um mm-hmm. uh, when nobody loves me and I'm gonna die alone <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think that's really different, though, because I never have gotten a pathetic vibe from you, though, is the thing. Whereas, you know how some people are constantly talking about stuff and you can just be like, oh, my God. The, yeah, they're like, oh, you know, are you got any plans? And they're like, no, I don't have any plans because everybody hates me. And you're like, OK, cool. It's a very different vibe. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're like Debbie Downer. But yeah, I guess that is what happened back in the day, back in the 90s, you know decades ago uh where even are we now like so she oh yeah she leaves her number how else did you keep in contact with someone i guess like normally the men leave the number for her maybe i don't know it's not that it's not that deep carrie they still had phone books so he's gonna look up he's gonna (laughs) use the phone book and dox her oh my god (laughs) someone dox carrie bradshaw she needs to lose her job yeah, she does. Uh, then, yeah, she she does it. She plays it off like some stupid joke like, oh, well, here's my phone number because you're going to need it because I'm going to be, you know, contacting my attorney about this, you know, burn that you gave me. So you're going to need my number for that. And it's like, oh, you're so funny, Carrie. <laughs> you're such a funny prankster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then – yeah. And then we're talking to, she's with Miranda, and this is the weirdest, I don't know, they make up these, like, reasons for them to be hanging out. This one's the worst, I think. Yeah, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) They're at Miranda's place, and Carrie, Carrie isn't even helping her, but Miranda is changing her sheets because she bought new sheets. (laughs) Yep. What a reason to come over. (laughs) And, you know, Miranda can't decide if she loves or hates the color. It's this pink, and who knows? Oh, she's like, oh, no one wants to sleep with me. So if I get new bed sheets and make my place a, make my bed a place I want to be, then I'm hoping others will think the same. Because they totally, I feel like if guys are already coming to her place, they're already planning on sleeping with her. So like the color of her bed sheets isn't going to make a difference. But yeah, they're going to go, oh, pink, gay. They're going to go, oh, just like a labia. And oh, is that like where you wear pink lipstick? Because um, 
it like subconsciously <coughs> reminds men of a engorged vagina. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading that in like a, I don't know, in like a fashion magazine, or like a teen one. And they're like, wear pink lipstick on dates because it will remind men of, you know, you know, and it's like, okay. <laughs> I've never heard that. I've just seen that one Tumblr post that's like, tr- like pro tip or life hack, try to match your lipstick color to your labia and it'll like totally match your skin tone. And someone's like, how the fuck am I supposed to know what color my labia is? And they're like, just whip it out in the store. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have had nipples. I think your nipples are more or less the same color as like... They probably are pretty close. Yeah. Again, don't do... Just don't. Whip your tail out. If you're going to whip your tail anywhere, then whip it out of Sephora. Why Sephora? Oh, to get the the makeup to match? Yes. And it's a safe... It's a safe space. It is a safe space. Everyone there is very nice, so... (laughs) And Carrie is talking about herself, as she does. And she is like, oh, he hasn't called me in three days. He must think I'm ugly. Oh, boy. We're really having a normal one, Carrie. (laughs) Yeah, Miranda is like, okay, so you can think whatever, you know, you can think you're beautiful, but a guy doesn't feel the same and suddenly you're ugly. She's basically like shut the fuck up yeah she's like carrie look at my fucking sheets i spent so much money on these and you're trying to talk about yourself <laughs> oh there's a floor in one of the pillowcases it's really interesting it's, um i didn't really get that close of a look yeah well she's i think miranda makes some joke about how everything that comes into her bedroom is broken or has a floor and i don't know i <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives as well lately, um, and it's kind of amazing what rich white people are like. Yeah, I can imagine. This just seems like a very dramatic over nothing, which that does sound like a rich white person thing to do. (laughs) This feels like, I mean, in all those Real Housewives stuff, they'll just have someone over for no real reason to their house, and they'll just walk around. And it's like, why do you have this person at your house if you're not going to do anything? I, like, I mean, I have friends over sometimes and we'll, like, just hang out without plans to do much, but we'll still, like, do something, like, hang out with my animals yeah. or play a video game or something. It's not like we just... Just sit there and talk with a cup of tea in silence. Like, this kind of reminds me of my grandparents have told me stories before where they have some friends who will pretty much only invite them over when they have, like, something new that they want to show off or something, who will basically <laughs> just be like, oh, we redid all our floors, or we got a new car, you should come over sometime and see it, and they're just like, oh, fuck off, we don't want to see, we don't want to come over just to see your new floors. <laughs> I think, I think Instagram has killed that, because... <laughs> Mm. I just post a picture of it if I get something new. Thank God, because I don't want to have people over every time I want to, like, show off something cool I have. <laughs> like I can just tidy one room or I can tidy my entire house. Yeah. Tidy the one room. Yeah, I can't imagine wanting to be like, oh, I need all my friends to see my new tattoo. That means I need to see them all in person. Like, I would rather die. <laughs> you can see it on the internet. <laughs> just open the door and go, look at this, and then go, fine, you can go now. Yes, Exactly. Okay, um, so after that, we have Carrie, and she's walking down the street, and she's like, oh, I went, I decided to look through all the thrift stores because I wanted to find the perfect $7 dress to go with my $300 shoes. Oh, my God. 
and she bumps into Patrick. Yeah, you know, small city. She just runs into him again. And uh, this is this scene is so uncomfortable for me to watch in every way. I just, I don't know. Oh, it's because it's so awkward. She just decides to do and say everything which it should not do. Well, yeah. Well, because first of all, the first part is she tries to decide, should I go talk to him or should I just leave him be? Like, he hasn't called me. It's been like a week or however long it'd been. And then she decides, okay, I'm not going to be a chicken shit. I'm going to go talk to him. But then she kind of says, she goes up to him and says something kind of passive aggressive and kind of just like, oh, I see you're clearly really busy and in the middle of something right now. And yeah, he's like talking to his friend and they're having a smoke and, and she's like, oh, do you just stand outside here every Saturday and smoke? And it's like, well, we find out why he's standing out there on Saturdays and smoking. Um, but it's still just like, oh. Just, yeah. I would just call it a day. Yeah, just don't bother. It's yeah. If I was pretty sure he wasn't actually into me, then I would just leave it. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like it would just be embarrassing yourself or just making someone feel bad about something. It's not their fault. Like if he isn't interested in you, it's not something he can really help. This is like when I match with someone on Tinder and then decided I didn't really like them and like didn't really speak. To, you know, I had a little chat, but just kind of fizzled out and then i was on the train one day and i got a message and it was like oh it seems like we're on the same train and i was i was like how do i jump out of this oh my god that's horrifying i'd be like all right this is my stop (laughs) (laughs) and the worst thing the worst part of it all he was messaging me on my phone he didn't even come up and talk to me so that's like a real cuck move i will say oh god that is horrible that's the worst thing that could happen like imagine imagine seeing someone and you are what 12 feet away from them and you decide instead Uh of just talking to them then you would send them a message i can't imagine either of those no (laughs) no and i was (laughs) god at least if you came up to me then like i don't know maybe maybe i would have got a spark and figured out your personality this just seems like creepy so i'm gonna go um luckily his stop was the next one so i think fucking oh god that's good Ugh, i hate it when people try to talk to you when you're on the bus like the only time i'm ever gonna acknowledge that someone i know is on the same bus as me is if we're actually like good friends and not just acquaintances like i don't want to talk to someone i don't know that well for as long as I'm trapped with them, because, like, you're on the bus for a fixed amount of time. Yeah, unless unless we are traveling together. Yes, that's different. But if I just bump into you... Well, the thing is, it's, like, unprompted being social. It's just, like, when someone tells you, oh, we're doing this all of a sudden, and you're like, I haven't mentally prepared to be in this social situation. <laughs> And I don't want to be in this social situation. But if you if you knew beforehand, it's one thing. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. I hate it when people talk to me. Yeah, true. It's like when I was five steps behind my teacher the other day and I just ran away. Because <laughs> uh, I was alone. I didn't want to talk to him alone. If I was with my friend, I would have been fine. But I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> I'm really great at socializing, you guys. Um, like. I- that's what the internet's for (laughs) yeah everyone always says oh my god alex you're so confident and i um want to scream because i kind of want to mourn whatever confidence they have if they think i'm confident jesus christ Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) 
Where were we? Uh, this is okay. So she's kind of given him a a little bit of shit about not calling her, but not like she hasn't like been mean, but she's been kind of passive aggressive. And then she decides to take off, and then he kind of just chases after her and was like, "Look, can I explain like?" The reason why I haven't called you is because I'm an alcoholic and we're, you know, that's my sponsor back there. And, you know, I was kind of freaked out about if I should call. Yeah. He's like, it's anonymous. I'm not meant to start any relationships until the 12 month mark and I'm on 11. So. Yeah. And that I, I've never heard that rule before. But I mean, I also I guess I just don't know a lot about Alcoholics Anonymous. But yeah, he, he explains that it wasn't that he didn't like her. It's just that he he. You know, he's not really supposed to get involved, so. Yeah, I mean, I think for, I, d- I did sort of know for any sort of addiction recovery, you can't be in a relationship for a little while because obviously you're going through a lot. Starting a new relationship is kind of a bad idea. Oh, um, yeah. And he, she says, okay, well, you can't, <laughs> you know, call me in a month. Um, oh my God, she makes a terrible joke. Oh, she does. <gasps> it's so painful to watch. <laughs> He says something like, "Oh, you're not, t- you're not freaked out by the fact that I'm an alcoholic." And he, she says, "No, I love alcoholics. I hope to be one someday." Um. Uh, yeah. And then he's even like, "Yeah, that's not funny." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, if we go out for coffee, maybe it'll be funny over coffee." <laughs> yeah. He like awkwardly kind of laughs, and he's like, Ugh. "I mean, it's it's painful." But yeah. he's 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 won over by her for some reason, and he says, "Oh, screw it! Like, screw a month. Let's go out." I mean, it's only a month. What harm can it be? <laughs> I mean, he is at the eleven mark, eleven month period. I mean, time is fake. But I mean, I don't know what this guy's recovery story is like. But they, yeah, they go out. If your sponsor was would okay at twelve, I don't see why they can't okay at eleven. They go on their first real date i guess i hated this too (laughs) yeah that just how he's like oh you know i have an addictive personality and if i if i start a bag of chips ahoy then i have to finish it and it's like i don't know just talking about addiction with someone who is an actual addict is like (laughs) yeah this seems like a weird conversation for them to be having on a first date like it's a bit of a deep dive but they're doing it in such a light-hearted way but it's still like okay it's a little on the nose i don't know because carrie's like what does she say she can't help it with reese's pieces or something like reese's pieces and chews and he says oh boy that must be bad on your stomach (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything is like just a phony laugh this is a terrible day but they seem to be enjoying it and yeah they're fine yeah they get to carrie's door and she sort of leans in a little bit to kiss him and he just walks away i screamed it was so awkward (laughs) like she's leaning in and then he just turns his on his heel and (laughs) walks I, I mean, I would generally take it as a bad sign if we didn't at least have a peck before saying goodbye. Yeah. But they go on another date, and he does it again. And I'm like, Carrie, you could just kiss him yourself. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously a person-to-person thing, but, like, I've personally never had a first date that didn't have at least... I yeah, don't. like, a, a kiss at the end of the date is more or less a sign of, like, I had a nice time. Uh-huh. It's not like you're inviting them upstairs or anything, which would also be, you know, fine. 
it but like it's such a that is so far removed from even having sex on the first day like having a kiss is so i don't know to me it's very like it does i don't know it's very innocent like it's not like it really even means much more than we had a good time yeah and the kiss can go as far as you want you can have like a little peck or you can have a full-on schnog but you can you can go as far as you want yeah and she can kiss him she seems to she does the lean-in thing again like he needs to initiate it and if he doesn't want to kiss you then he'll just sort of push away um or Mm. just you know say oh i didn't want to do that sorry it's weird and then finally on the third day she decides she she can kiss him that she's legally allowed to do that as a woman well the first thing that happens is she like kisses him on the chin kind of (laughs) yeah she's doing the thing where like you do a little kiss and then hope for a big one in return yeah yeah it's something and i mean we've all kissed someone on the chin before because just dexterity and you know hand-eye coordination mouth-eye coordination is hard maybe you have because you're short (laughs) yeah i don't think i've kissed anyone on the chin but i mean i've kissed on the chin before by accident where height doesn't matter so (laughs) i don't know but and you know in the dark chins and noses and mouths everything's (laughs) in the dark everything's flesh hmm i don't like that okay well you know embrace the new flesh Hmm. Well, that's what she does. She, cause she turns to go up to her apartment, but then she like hesitates and then he's like stalling there, like as if he's like, wow, I really have just been fucking this up the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no shit. And then she turns around and she's just like, she just gives him a big old plant right on the smackaroony. Kisser? Right on the kisser. Yeah. That's what it's <laughs> called. Um, yeah, she does a big old kiss and he they start making out and then she's like do you want to come upstairs well then then she kind of understands what his hesitation has been this whole time because he tells her he's never had sex sober before so he doesn't know if he'd be any good at it and yeah she's basically like well we can figure it out she's trying to smash the thing is the girl needs to get her proverbial dick wet she's i mean because pussies are already wet so there's not there needs to be a there needs to be another phrase for that trying to get my puss smashed she wants to get her cervix plowed oof i don't know i don't like that no (laughs) one needs that oh i don't know she needs to get her clit checked she needs to get her clit checked like a check mark (laughs) just go um like a little nike swoosh yes don't know about that one either we'll we'll um we'll workshop it we'll come back to you next week yes uh yeah and he goes to town he's a noisy boy he's a noisy boy he's so loud and you you, like see his back all like flexing um he's about a foot from where her vag should be it's very weird yeah logistically it makes no sense but you know get off i guess (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it reminded me of the room where he's like humping her belly button yeah and that's then, not good to picture no after he comes he this was the grossest thing he starts jumping up and down on the bed like yeah. presu- nude with his gunk covered dick um <laughs> i imagine just a condom still half on it's probably gonna fall off if he's jumping on the bed like this like <laughs> like a used a used 
full condom on his dick, jumping up and down on this mattress. Carrie seems... She, I think it's true because she's not enjoying it. Uh, maybe <laughs> she like, can get Miranda's old sheets oh. after this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, I don't really believe her, but I think she's just happy that she got laid, period. Because it had been so long, but... It's like she's got a gun to her head, frankly. Kind of. Well, she's got a gun to her head, but she's the one holding it. She's like, why is there a gun to my head? And everyone's like, Carrie, you can take the gun away. It's it's your arm holding it. And she's like, no, I can't. That's that's the show. That's the show summed up. Uh Uh-huh. Pretty much. And then she also has a gun at Big, so... (laughs) They're in like a... They're just both have guns to their head and they're both pointing the other gun at each other. And they're like, wow, this is fucked up, huh? (laughs) That's just what relationships are like. (laughs) In the game of love, isn't any relationship kind of like Russian roulette? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, can we go again after we have a cigarette and they share a cigarette in bed? Yeah, well, you know, last week we were talking about refractory periods. This guy is just ready to go. He's, he's, he's good. Well, because he's had a lifelong whiskey dick. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, is that gonna... I feel like, if anything, that would have a negative effect on you in the long run. Like, you'd think he would... It'd be harder for him. Not harder. Well, you know what I mean. Like, it would be harder, <laughs> but it would not be hard. <laughs> I don't know, but he hes he loves it. He's like, wow, have, have people figured out that sex is good? Yeah, like, sex? Did you know that it's good? Have you heard the good word of our Lord that sex is good, actually? <laughs> Welcome to our religion. Sex is good, actually, sometimes. Have you heard the news? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, they're, they're having a fun time, I guess. Uh, then it's brunch, as it always is. It's always brunch. Yeah, I guess Carrie's so exhausted from all the sex that she had with Patrick last night, because she's ordering a whole bunch of stuff, like, enough for them to be like, oh, are you storing up for winter there, Carrie? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know how sex always makes you hungry? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm always hungry anyway, so, like, whether or not I have sex is just gonna be, I don't know, it's not gonna probably affect that. Yeah, I guess it's like after you go to the gym, which we wouldn't know anything about. No. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, oh, well, I, I was having sex, and she sort of grabs her crotch in a way, like she's in pain. Did she do that? God, I need to go back and see that. <laughs> <laughs> so where she does is where she's like, ooh, like, she was getting hammered, and... Yeah, I mean, we've been there. I I guess. Um, <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte is like, you, it's fine, you can talk about sex in front of me. I'm not gonna cry. Just because I'm bad at sex doesn't mean that you have to be. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Carrie never said she was good at sex either, and also, like... I don't know. Like, if she's really that, like, skilled at sex, why... I don't know. None of this makes any sense. I don't know. I mean, is she really doing anything? I don't know. Did she do anything? It kind of looked like she was just lying there, but... They were in missionary. I imagine Carrie is a missionary girl, if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Yeah, I think she pretty much always is. I think the reason she's she doesn't seem to really enjoy sex all that much is she just goes, Okay, you go. <laughs> I'll lie here and then I'll have a cigarette after. Yeah, it doesn't really seem that fulfilling, but you do you, Carrie. And then, yeah, Charlotte kind of, she's still worked up about this, which seems a little bit wild because it's been a while. Like, I'm pretty sure it's been over a week now since the guy fell asleep on her and 
I don't, she's still really upset about this. Like, I don't know if she just hasn't seen him again since then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she only sees him because he's a surgeon. Maybe she doesn't see him very often. But she, <laughs> Sam says she has fallen asleep during sex and it was lewd. What? She fell asleep during sex and what? It was lewds. She had taken quaaludes oh, and then fallen yes. asleep. Which, which that's very different from just falling asleep outright, but... <laughs> yeah, but nice. <laughs> I was listening to the LA Woman episode of Punch Up the Jam, and I was like, wow, nice Punch Up the Jam reference. <laughs> that always... Miel is always talking about quaaludes on that show. Is she? Yeah, I feel like she's mentioned them at least about three times. Um... Which is a lot for one specific drug, which isn't weed. That is true. Yeah, it's true. It's not exactly a, you know, like, commonplace drug that everyone's doing. I wish I was alive in the 70s so I could do quaaludes. Like, they're just sleeping tablets. You can do those. Like, you can still do that. They're, like, if anything, there's only more drugs now than there were back then, so. Yeah. Whereas, Reagan did his job really well. Um, There's no drugs on the market anymore. Yeah, um, but Charlotte's like, I've decided I'm going to be really good at sex, and I'm taking a class of tantric sex. Yep. I mean, that's one way to do it, I guess. Um, if you don't want people to fall asleep during sex, why would you take tantric sex classes, which, you know, take ages? Yeah, that's a really good point. They, like, take ages to have- Like, that's the thing everyone knows about tantric sex, is you fuck for hours. Yeah, that sounds just- I mean, we all know my opinions on this. (laughs) Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a limit. <laughs> Pretty new listeners, uh, Stephanie has a very line in the sand rule about how long sex should be. Yeah, if you haven't, if it's been thirty minutes and you still haven't busted that nut yet, then you can bust that nut right out the door because it's too long. So, <laughs> time out. Yeah, so that tantric sex is not my bag. Um, but but don't worry, she signed up all of a all of the girls for this class. Uh, yay <laughs> yay they can all be in a class together and samantha's just like please i could teach the damn class <laughs> she's probably i would i would go to a class with samantha as a teacher yeah it'd be I'd, I'd be interested in what i could learn from her so um so then speaking of samantha we go to her threesome next mm-hmm. this is awkward yeah she's like glammed herself all up she's wearing a lovely silky nightgown and She's feeling a bit hesitant at first. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, Carrie's voiceover says, maybe she's gone too far. Like, what What does that even mean? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? I don't think this is too far. No, I don't really think there's anything that weird about this. I mean, it's, like, not... It's, it's not, like, a standard thing you would... That everyone would have done. But I don't think it's, like... I don't know. It, they just seem like they're treating it like, oh my god, like, this could be so bad if it goes wrong. And I'm like, I really don't think it could be. I mean... No, it just... I mean, it, it does go wrong because that's the show. It goes wrong, but, like, nothing... No one gets hurt or anything. She comes out and she sees them. They're, like, kneeling on the bed, wearing matching boxes. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. This whole scene is so uncomfortable. Yeah, they're just waiting for her. <laughs> they're waiting for her, like, perked up on the bed. Like, they're, yeah. I don't know, pugs. And... <laughs> they're like, oh, you look gorgeous. You like Jean Harlow, and so that <laughs> she's really into it after that. Yeah, she's kind of excited about it, even though she was hesitant. But then, oh, I hated to watch this. This was like, 
this was so much because they start like kissing her neck and then kissing her face and then kissing her down her body and then they start they get to like her boobs and they're like kissing her nipples at the same time like one each just like through her lingerie yeah i was that's the weirdest part is they're just like sucking on some silk yeah it's not even just like her boob it's her boob with that silk over top of it it's so samantha likes it but i'm just like like i get why they would maybe not show the full nudity on tv i guess or sorry not on on hbo it's not television but uh yeah i don't know it's so painful to watch as they keep then they move down further and i'm just like i'm gonna scream (laughs) uh well they nearly scream because they sort of i don't know i guess they're meant to be at her vag but they basically get to her belly button and they look at each other and go oh we can't do this yeah i don't know what sparks this because she's still like basically clothed like we can't see any you know anything under her lingerie or anything they both just suddenly realized they can't do it it's like what did you expect to be down there when you knew that's what it was but i mean i don't know but they're valid for wanting to stop but yeah i get the feeling maybe this was meant to be nude and then like they decided against it at the last minute or something yeah possibly because that would make the scene make a little bit more sense but it would also i mean this is already very uncomfortable if it was nude it would be even worse Oh, for sure. It'd be, maybe they didn't realize that until they actually went to film it. And then they were like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> like, that would basically be, you know, like, softcore porn on TV. So. Um, they could have filmed it a different way and still got the same point across, though. So I just, this was very uncomfortable to watch. Oh, for sure. They totally could have done that. But they didn't. We got the fun of watching this instead. <laughs> and I, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. No, Samantha was really disappointed, though. Yeah, she seems, like, offended. And, like, the thing is, you don't, you can't really gauge what to expect from it beforehand, you know? Like, I feel like the worst thing that could happen is that they're like, okay, actually, no, we don't want to do this because we're gay. And the best thing that could happen is they were like, oh, we had a really good time. And, like, but the worst thing that happened doesn't necessarily mean it's because you're bad at sex or unattractive. They're just not... They're just not attracted to you any more than you would be attracted to a woman say yeah exactly so it's it's not like they're personally saying we don't think you're hot they were even said like if it was going to be any woman it would be you yeah yeah i mean they've they've thrown nothing but compliments at her it's just you know uh, lines aren't aligning yes but samantha's disappointed because you know everyone wants to have sex with her so this is like you know <laughs> a hard hit to take it's a, yeah it's a very hard hit to take for her she's very upset um yep. then we go to carrie yeah they they have like a really quick scene in bed right like he patrick is kind of just all over her being like it, it just kind of seems like he wants to have sex constantly because he's realized just how good it is and she can kind of tell that he's getting very attached to her um but then she's like oh i've got to go to this tantric sex class yeah i'd be like hey i'm going to a tantric sex class when i come back it's gonna be worth the wait Hmm. and yeah so that's like pretty much the whole scene and then we go to the tantric sex class and, like, Carrie keeps talking. They are talking so loudly. Yeah, the whole time, too. Like, they just won't shut up. And it's like, guys, there's a time and place for this. Like, ugh. 
I don't think anything, as someone who still takes classes, um, I don't think anything annoys me more as when I'm sitting next to someone and they're just chatting. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, but I don't like teach classes in the sense that I like grade students or anything, but I teach workshops and things. And when I do, I'm just like, I want to kill, I I shouldn't say that on air. (laughs) (laughs) I get very upset when like, not, it's just frustrating when people are talking loud enough that it's distracting and other people can't pay attention who actually showed up to pay attention. So yeah, I'm like, I'm here to learn, bitch. Mm -hmm. Right? And yeah, that's basically Charlotte. She's like, guys, shut the fuck up. I mean, she doesn't say shut the fuck up, but she basically is like, (laughs) shush. She's very like with her glasses on her back. She looks adorable. Oh yeah. Like that's how you know she's there to learn. Yeah. (laughs) I have my glasses on today. I am here to focus. Um, but the, the, yeah, they're making little jokes and little comments. And Miranda says, like, oh, if she if she's so good at teaching, why is this in her apartment? Like, you're in a tantric sex class. Where would it fucking be? Harvard? Yeah, no, they're going to support this at the Y. You know, you're going to show up <sighs> and there's going to be a fully naked man there. And they're going to be totally cool with that. <laughs> I would you, Where does she think it would be? It's a tantric. It's not like fucking yoga. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they didn't realize how hands-on the course was going to be. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> it sure does get to be... It sure is a lot. Yeah, so speaking of hands-on, the teacher, who's like, I guess, like a middle-aged lady, she brings out her husband as a demonstration, and he's an old guy with a ponytail, because of course he is. Uh-huh. Every, I swear, everyone who does tantric sex is at least 48 yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> and he comes out and he like lies down on the floor. And Miranda's like, I guess I can see why this is in her apartment. Like, okay. <laughs> so what are they talking about? Yeah, again, this seems lawsuit heavy, but she starts demonstrating on him the, what did she say? The lingam massage. As soon as she said lingam, I was like, oh fuck, I know what that means. Oh god, I don't know what lingam means. I I'm afraid, but dick. Oh, it's just just dick. Okay, okay, okay. I knew it was a dick massage, but yeah, like a yoni. I'm pretty sure it means dick, and so a yoni means vag. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, I don't know. I know a bit about chakras. I can never remember it. Uh, he comes out and he lies down, and she apparently gives him a hand job for an hour and a half. Yeah, and it's it's a long time. I cannot imagine that's over three times longer than the legal limit. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel so just thinking about someone jerking me off for an hour and a half. Uh Uh-huh. That's just too long. You're going to be chafed. Like, yeah, you're going to need that lube. You're going to need some lube. Bad. And then she says to reach for the man's root chakra, which is between the anus and the genital. AKA the perineum. Yeah. And all the girls, except for Charlotte, are just like laughing so much when they start talking about this. And she's like, well, the women who are laughing, please collect themselves. Which, uh, I'm sorry, you are jerking off your husband in front of a group of women. What do you expect? For an hour and a half. What do you think she talked about the entire time? Because I imagine a lot of what she was doing was probably the same for a while. Like, I don't understand what she was describing. <laughs> and I would just be, I would just be bored by this point. I would just be out of it. And it's not even the root chakra. Like, it's just a prostate. Yeah, pretty much. What is the root chakra then? <laughs> 
The root chakra is the one at the bottom, so that is sort of where your genitals would be, like base of the spine kind of area. Right. Um, it's, I mean, I think like the thing where they're like, shove a jade egg up your vagina is something to do with the root chakra. Okay. Hmm. They sure didn't teach me this in Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Just, yeah, I just host a class and I'm like, okay, here's what a fucking chakra is. Like, uh-huh. here's all the bits and pieces of information I've learned from having a new age mother and watching tarot card readings for hours on end. But this is just a free, this is some free information. Prostates make people come. <laughs> so if you can find that bad boy, someone's in for a bit of fun. See, it rhymes. Yeah, I feel like that isn't really new information, but... I guess for them it is. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think you can physically find chakras. Like, I think they're just kind of like, you can't find it. Isn't it just largely spiritual? Like, Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, it's like when someone says their third eye, like, that's one of them. Um, Well, that's not my third eye. (laughs) (laughs) Third eye. That's my root chakra. (laughs) This is like, I mean, every time white people talk about, like, um some sort of spiritualism i mean everything's based off like a mismatch of buddhism and hinduism and every eastern religion they can get their hands on which is not uh islam just smushed together <laughs> you're like this isn't yeah you don't know what the fuck you're talking about but go off <laughs> get off yes um yeah anyway uh he comes he does get off. He's. It just gets more and more intense, and the guy's just like, you can tell he's about to explode. It's, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't ever want to see a man with a ponytail have an orgasm. They don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when he does eventually come, Miranda gets a facial. Yeah. It's like, I feel like she could sue them for this. <laughs> She ends up... There was almost definitely a waiver at the start of this class. That was like, if you accidentally get semen on your face, then you're not allowed to proceed with legal action against us. There was 100% a waiver or a contract. I, I know it because I would sue the shit out of them. I would be like, well, guess this is how I die and then jump out the window. I would not be able to live for myself. That's incredibly valid because same hat. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There are a few situations where I think I would just immediately have to kill myself. <laughs> <And then laughs> Gary's voiceover says something like, "After we talk Miranda off the ledge," which makes me think she did. Oh, relatable. Yeah, yeah. that'd be me. <laughs> it's just so horrible, and like, oh, she has someone her hair and on her. She has like doesn't have a lot on her, but she has some on her hair and some of her cheek. I guess I don't think there's anything worse in the world than having come in your hair like i mean particularly a a stranger's oh yeah particularly a stranger's but just anyone's in your hair it's not good like when you have long hair that sucks ass (laughs) it's bad and yeah but she doesn't have long hair but it's still gross and it's a stranger and her hair's gonna be nasty now so yeah if you're gonna have anyone's come in your hair it should be a partner's a trusted partner (laughs) A trusted partner, yeah. And it should be because you said it was allowed to be there. And you should be in reasonable access to a shower immediately after. If you don't go, every single time you go down on someone, you don't get say, don't get it in my hair and don't get it in my eye, then are you valid? <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on the level of the relationship. Sometimes you might just kind of have it understood that it's okay. I don't know. Don't get it in my head, don't get it in my eye. 
don't get it up my nose. There's an easy way to avoid it getting into all of those places, but... True, but no one wants to drink bleach. I would rather do that than have <laughs> it on my hair or my eyes. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my god. Um... <laughs> <laughs> To each uh, their own. <laughs> to each their own. And then mm-hmm. then we get Patrick and Carrie in there. They're walking down the street and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so I was talking to my sponsor today and I realized that I could just say it to you and I love you. And it's like, I don't know. This is like uh, just having a scab ripped off me very slowly. I died? I died. That's it. That's the end of the sentence. I I can't handle this. This is getting... Every scene with them gets worse and worse as it keeps going, and this was too much for me. It is terrible. It's truly bad. And she... I mean, she handles it pretty well. She's like, look, you don't love me. You love that you can be sober when you're around me. And I really just... You know, I like you, and I just like to calm stuff down. Yeah, that's a good way to handle it. It's just, like, some space. Carrie acts like an adult for once. It's really great. She does. It's almost like when she's with Big, I don't hate It's true. She she has a lot of kind of valid episodes when she's not with Big, because Big is, like, brain poison to her. Yeah, she's actually, like, just handling her relationships like a grown-up. She's dealing with emotions. She's funny. She wears cute outfits, you know. It's, yeah, it's, making responsible decisions and things. So it's, it's great. It's going really well. And he he kind of takes it. He's like obviously hurt by it, but it seems like he just takes it on the chin. Yeah, it kind of seems like it. But he also just doesn't really process what's happening because, no. you know, she just says it's only a couple days apart and, you know, I'll see you next week. And he asks if she's breaking up with him because he thinks it's that serious that it's just like what am i supposed to do without you like or when i'm never gonna see you again and she's just like no it's just next week like i'll see you it's it's just around the corner bud <laughs> yeah she's like let's just spend some time apart and you know you'll kind of realize that you can live without me like it's it's fine mm-hmm, for sure you think he's ever jerked off sober <laughs> That's a good point. I would imagine, because I imagine he probably would have started that when he was, like, 13 or something. I mean, I know it's not the same, but, like... No, but, I mean, it's still the same sensation. It's still a bit fun. Yeah, and I imagine he still knows what it feels like, so, like, he could just go home and jerk off for a week straight and he's good, but... Buy a flashlight. You absolutely can do that, and if you're a guy and you own a flashlight, that's valid, because... (laughs) Hey, that's that is valid if, if you're a girl and you want a flashlight that's valid you, you everyone owning sex toys is valid so unless you own like bad dragon sex toys <laughs> <laughs> then you're not valid if you own anything from geeky sex toys then unsubscribe unfollow us um write a bad review on itunes <laughs> Yeah, um, but I mean, having, yeah, having a sex toy is obviously perfectly valid. One thing I think is a little bit, um, so she tells him she's not breaking up with him, and have you ever been in a situation before where you've kind of been seeing someone and they get way more clingy than you really fast, and it's like, how do you even handle that? Like, she does a pretty good job of doing it while not ending it all together right away like being like i do like you but i don't know like i've kind of had that before and i didn't handle it as maturely as carrie because i straight up was just like i'm outie <laughs> yeah same 
I mean, not like, not like to the level where they were like, I love you. And I was like, no, bye. But to the level where it was like, you know, clearly I wasn't ready for that kind of investment and they were going way too fast. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely done that. Like I was, I've done stuff where I haven't even been dating someone, but we've been kind of like, they've been, I've been like, oh, they're cute. I'll flirt a bit. And then they've kind of been a bit too heavy. And I'm like, okay. I'm outy. And then I just do the peace sign and I materialize somewhere differently. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I've never done the, I mean, like I've ghosted people in the sense that like back in the day when I used to use Tinder, if like something wasn't just clicking with someone I was talking to, like either of us just ghosting each other was normal. But if I'd actually gone out on a date with someone, I wouldn't just ghost them. I would at least be like, look, this isn't working. But, like, the thing is, I didn't go on dates with many people, so... No, and every time someone has ghosted me on Tinder when it just hasn't worked out, I've been like, um, why do you hate yourself? Why do you want to miss out on all this? Um, I mean, that's a really good question. <laughs> I've, I've been like, tell me where you live so I can burn your house down, because... <laughs> I love it. That's why they call it Tinder. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to burn your fucking house down. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Like, yeah, I'm not really into clean. I feel like that is a really good way to just make me turn off. There is a fine line between playing hard to get and, you know, being too clingy. There's a there's a nice even medium. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that, like, there's lots of times where I've kind of had the thought before, like, oh, my God, am I being too clingy myself? But I feel like even just having that rational thought of am I being too clingy probably means you're not being as bad as this guy. I mean, my current boyfriend and I had known each other for, like, 12 years or 11 years before we started dating. So, like, in that sense, it was like, well, yeah, I've, like, loved you for years, but in a different way. So, like, (laughs) not to get sappy on the podcast, but... (laughs) I mean, I think the reason I do feel pathetic is, like, a lot of my friends are in very long-term relationships that I'm just kind of, like, Charlie Brown's sad music. Um, (laughs) Because everyone's in, like, happy, healthy, long-term relationships. No one's... No one in my life is even particularly messy, so... Oh, really? Because I feel like I know a lot. Well, not me, not lots of people, but I feel like, I don't know, no relationship is perfect. And so I feel like there's lots of relationships that might look shiny on the outside, but are not as... No, exactly. I know that. (laughs) So then we get like two little quick flashes of Charlotte jerking off Bram and he's loving it. Mm, I don't like to watch this, but yeah. And and then it's like Carrie's voiceovers, like Charlotte considered this the best 50 bucks she ever spent. (laughs) every every sex scene i just think of the logistics of actually filming it mm, i know it's what's she doing with her hands what, what's she got what's she doing with her hands to mime jerking off like but she's definitely like the, the way that they do the like tantric jerking off is very like it's very animated to make it look like she's really doing like a lot of work there or doing something, you know, technical. Well, the practitioner says you need to rub the head like you're juicing an orange. I've never juiced an orange. Ooh, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I feel like that would hurt. That seems like way too hard. Like when I squeeze any kind of fruit, I fucking 
you know, you're bursting it basically. You're like squeezing every last bit of juice out of it. Like that is not a way to treat. That's not what, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to put you in the microwave for 10 seconds and then <laughs> take you out. Oh, cut it in half, put it in the microwave for 10 seconds and give it a good old squeeze and hold it so I don't, I don't get the pips in the juice, you know? Uh, and then we see Miranda. Oh my God, this is so horrible. She's in bed reading and she's like got all these tissues and she's like, Wiping away the phantom cum. <laughs> phantom cum. But I mean, that is what's happening. That like, is. There's nothing in her hair, but I think she still sort of feels it there, you know? Yeah. She's traumatized, which I understand. That's wow. Yeah, mood. We've been there. And then we go to Patrick. Well, actually, we go to Carrie and we hear some screaming outside of her apartment. Oh, boy. Yeah. Patrick is there and he's like, Carrie, you broke my heart. And he has a wine bowl. He's a wine drunk, just in case you wanted to know. He's a wine drunk. (laughs) Who would have guessed? Yeah. He says, you bitch. Like, okay. But then he's like, I loved you, but you couldn't love me, and now I'm drunk. And it's like, hmm, love it when guys are like, you're a bitch because you didn't love me. <laughs> and you're like, cool of you to say that. He's about two stops away from calling out the C word. <laughs> yeah, like, that's really, that's really bitching to hear. I love it. I love to hear that. So it's good. This is just men's writing for the past, I don't know, 500 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure do like to say that. Yeah. Um, she sort of opens the window. She's like, um, what? And he's taking off his clothes. He smashes the wine bottle because he just throws it behind him. And mm-hmm. Carrie sort of, th- she's like, um, I didn't even break up with you. <laughs> She throws down an, a, like a dressing gown or something for him. Yeah, because he's like fully naked. And I'm like, a girl, he has clothes there. He's deliberately choosing not to wear them. Why are you throwing your clothes at him? He's not going to put it on. Like, No, no. He's not like, oh, shit, I'm freezing. Oh, my God, you're so smart. Mm-hmm. No, he, he takes them off and he then runs naked down the street and other people are like shushing him at this point it's not even just carrie it's like and he's yelling shut the fuck up at like her neighbors who are telling him to be quiet it's like two in the morning (laughs) it's good it's good um it's really good Mm -hmm. someone was shouting outside my window just before we recorded so (laughs) maybe they maybe they watched the episode too maybe they listen carrie's kind of it's like oh she we get a voiceover and she says that like three weeks later she got a um, an email or like a letter from him trying to make amends yeah because he's back in the program now and she never actually got back to him and she's basically just like i always wondered if he stayed sober and then she's like but it also made me wonder am i really that good in bed Ugh. which did you really need to end it with that like really did you not just realize that this guy has very deep-rooted addiction issues? Mm-hmm. Like, this has really nothing to do with your skills in bed. It doesn't even have anything to do with her as a person. No. It's... It's it's not a great way for her to end the episode, considering she's been pretty valid for most of the episode. Aside from the thing she said where she was like, I'd love to be an alcoholic one day, and I'm like... <laughs> 
It's like, in case you forgot, Carrie was a fucking self-absorbed, like, piece of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, who's incapable of thinking. Yeah, incapable of thinking of anyone else but herself. <laughs> she is incapable of human empathy. Like, this guy just had a really big relapse. And, you know, she is, like, she's not really responsible, but you you can't have that happen and not feel guilty. It's kind of a heavy topic for an episode that they try to kind of handle in like a comical way and the they don't really stick the landing on it (laughs) no no Uh, should we get into rankings yeah i think so um fuck i don't know i feel like miranda is maybe my top because she didn't deserve that like all she did was show up she deserves to have her friends swear to never bring that up and you know I don't know. Drugs and cupcakes. She's in my top because of that. And then I I guess I think I'd say Carrie second because for the most part in the episode, she's like kind of okay. And then Samantha and then Charlotte last, I guess. I don't know. I feel like Charlotte's last just because I'm kind of like, you know, we made such a big deal about this thing that's really nothing. Like, I don't know. It. And then it was just the end of her story was just that we watched him, her jerk off her boyfriend and that's it yeah yeah i don't think anyone is invalid yeah they were fine they were all fine it's a rare case um i would say i would say this is a pretty classic episode like if you if you watched this for the first time you would kind of get who everyone's like characterization was and what the kind of theme of the series is yeah, I think so too. So it's just a nice little staple. I like I remember I remember the cum scene from back in the day. <laughs> it's very memorable. I don't think yeah, I think I I would more or less agree with you. I have a hard time ranking because I don't think anyone really fucked up. Apart from Carrie being like apart from Carrie making her awkward her awkward jokes, but again, that's kind of just like a characterization thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kind of just the way she is. And like they do even bring it up how he's just like that's not funny yeah it's just like carrie makes jokes when she's you know those people who will tell about 10 jokes a minute just because they'll just keep telling them until one lands she does that um she'll just tell joke off joke off joke hoping that one of them is funny yeah those people are awkward just to hang out with this is why i like feel so awkward when i watch friends and i'm like i would never want to hang out with chandler in real life (laughs) like but yeah i guess we can go to questions then questions if you want to send us in questions then you can send them to seagullsmakedo.tumblr.com that's where the ones we're answering to they come from but you can also send them to seagullsmcdo at gmail.com or you can send them to us on twitter and guess what that yep. guess what my handle is on twitter guess what it's city girls make do <laughs> <laughs> you never would have guessed it no um okay so our first question this week is from old friend dear friend PR the disaster who is back to their old tricks and is sending us like three questions in one and I love and support this <laughs> me too I do love to see these they're good questions yeah 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 um okay so I'll start reading um I'm gonna take pauses in between each question so we can answer them and then I'll come back to you so hey finally caught up with the show what activities would you do to improve your sex like if it were a, the sims skill <laughs> this is such a good question uh no i was gonna say that um i do have the sims installed and i have played it before with a horny mod (laughs) 
Oh, that's so good. So what? So what does that entail? Uh, so to to the only way you can improve your sex skill is to have sex, I think. Um, and just be and like, there's another thing. A lot of them have like a. It's kind of it's gross. Like I played it because I really like The Sims, and like um, a YouTuber I followed had them installed, and I was like, that sounds funny. And then I kind of just kept it because it was kind of funny. But like, <laughs> you can you can improve your exhibitionist skill by like looking at yourself in the mirror it's not it's not very in-depth there's nothing you can really do to improve your sex skill except have sex okay so that's the official law that's the official law okay good good my thought the only thing i came up with is mowing the lawn oh okay that'll increase your sex skills (laughs) (laughs) uh farming yeah farming farming okay Mm -hmm. Imagine, yeah, someone merges Farmville and The Sims and makes Simsville. I don't know. Do you remember? Hey, hey, 90s kids, do you remember Farmville? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just feel like I had, like, nom flashbacks. And I'm like, this is... <laughs> you had, like, acid flashbacks from when you were... You're, like, a Cheech and Chong. You're both of Yeah, I... Oh, God. Fuck, I forgot I even ever had that, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just so... That's why I'm so good at sex today, because I had Farmville <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> um, I'm really good at sex, because I, uh, I play The Sims, and I make my Sims bang. I think I have, like... Um, kind of like a leftover arrested development kind of thing you know when you strip your barbie dolls naked and you make them scissor yeah i sort of i feel like i have that with the sims i'm like i can make barbie dolls and make them do whatever i want i mean the thing is you can so the thing is you can you should and you will yeah i've downloaded so much custom content um i download a lot of mods my computer is gonna fucking die if we don't get if you don't get seagulls for a couple of weeks it's because my computer died because i downloaded too many mods (laughs) of the sims in 2019 it's good i love it next question yes from them is what was the most interesting slash hands-on slash explosive class you've ever had i feel like I mean, obviously this question is based off of the tantric sex class and it being literally explosive. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, this is... So, okay, I had two thoughts. The very first one was I was like, I did archery once, (laughs) Uh (laughs) which is is kind of like a fun hands-on thing. But then I was like, oh, well, I'm a chemist. So something mine literally exploded. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah, I've exploded things before. So, yes. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily in a class, but that's where I learned how to explode things. And I have, like, lit stuff on fire. Like, I remember there was a lab once where we were supposed to heat something with a Bunsen burner to burn off all the water. And then my whole thing caught on fire and it was, like, bright green. And so I was like, oh, cool. So, I don't know. Lots of chemistry classes. Yeah, pretty explosive, like, literally. So. Um... So I'm I sort of, I still take a lot of acting classes and like I will say probably about forty percent of my teachers have been insane <laughs> and like not even in a fun like I can tell a story just like oh this has made me incredibly uncomfortable and like I don't want to be here oh boy yeah just like I mean you do a lot of weird stuff it's like very physically I've done I've had classes where like I've been running around for about two hours you know. And crawled on the floor pretending to be an animal. And it's um, it's just like, I don't see how this is going to help me, but okay. Yeah. I would say I actually just had a thought. Speaking of explosive, 
I remember when I was about 11, this was, yeah, this was first year of secondary school, so I was about 11, um, we had like a, a cookery class, like a home ec class, and I can't even remember what we were making, I think maybe a roux, and uh, I was like, we were in pairs, and I was with my best friend, my bestie, Rachel, heart out to Rach. Um, Shout out Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, heart out to Rach, none of you guys know her, because I'm protecting her from you evil cretins, and... <laughs> She, no, so we were in class and like we were reading the instructions and it said to melt the butter in a pan. And like, ne- we were fucking 11, so neither of us had really cooked properly. And we put the pan up high and then put the butter in and it started smoking. And the teacher came over and she started yelling at my friend. And she's oh also, so she, yeah, it was really horrible. And like, Rachel was a fucking angel. Like, she's lovely. She wouldn't hurt a fly. And she was, obviously, when she's 11, she's very quiet and very timid. And I was just like, why are you yelling at I was like, why are you yelling? Why are you yelling at her? She didn't do anything. I put it in the pan. I was the one who said to put it up high. And it didn't say on the recipe sheet that we need to put it into a cold pan before turning the heat up. (laughs) And I was basically just like... I was so mad because she was yelling at my friend. Like, this fucking... I hate teachers who are, like, you know, grown fucking adults and feel the need to scream at a child, like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. And Uh (laughs) this teacher's face was, like, I think half she hated me and half she was kind of impressed that I stood up for my friend and myself. And (laughs) she let us carry on. Oh, well. Okay. But she, yeah, I mean, I had her, I ended up taking catering for my GCSE and I managed to get her and she fucking hated me and managed to make my life a living hell for about a year. But <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, because I mean, even now she will like bring it up and be like, you know, that's where I knew you'd stick up for me because I, you know, I don't like bullies. That's really sweet. That's very sweet. It's good. That's me being Aww. nice. I'm a nice person. My name is Defender of Men, so I will defend people. Anyway. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so last one from PR the Disaster is, what was the hardest petty addiction you've ever had? I don't know. I feel like I have a hard time, like, not doing things that are distracting when I'm in things like classes and seminars, like... I know that when the my the entire time I was in grad school, I'd have to go to seminars every single week, and I spent every single seminar. If I wasn't napping, I spent it playing Twenty Forty Eight on my phone. <laughs> so that was very addictive for me. I played that so much, and that was like bef- that was like after it was popular. I played it when it was popular, and then I started playing it again in grad school. And oh yeah, God. I got really into that. Uh, and doodling. I'm real, like, when I'm in class and I'm just like bored, I can't just sit there and watch something. Like, I feel like I have to be doing something. And so I like start just drawing and it's impossible for me. Like, I've had semesters before at school where I'll start the semester being like, okay, I have a nice clean notebook. I'm not going to write anything in it except for my notes. And then like two weeks in, I start doodling and it's just like all over from there. And yeah, <laughs> it's the rest of the semester is just doodles everywhere. 
Um, I mean, I doodle. I used, I don't know, I've stopped for some reason, but I used to doodle all the time when we were recording this. Nice. <laughs> I just sit there and doodle and then, I don't know. Um, it's just, I need to do something with my hands all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very fidgety. Um, I'm very fidgety too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when we're recording this, I'll talk with my hands, because I talk with my hands a lot, even though there's no one in the room. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Just like I need to describe this with my hands. I need to. I don't know. Um, I mean, I smoke, which is like the dumbest addiction because it doesn't even do anything, really. Just. I mean, you look cool. You do look cool. That's the thing. I do have a leather jacket as well. So if I'm smoking and I have my leather jacket, then I look like a badass. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh my god, is that James Dean?" And I'm like, "No, it's me. It's Alex." <laughs> Hi. <laughs> But I mean, I've I've gone down on that quite a lot. I think you know, so that's good. I I my worst nightmare is that I fucking stink of smoke because I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I smoke enough to really reek of it, and I always do outside. Yeah, I know people when they walk in the room and you're like, oh, okay, they're here because it stinks of smoke again. I think that's mostly people who smoke inside and in their cars because then it like really gets in your clothes because there's no ventilation or anything like that's and it's like the people who step on the bus and I'll be like, wow, you reek of weed. Like it's not that hard to smoke weed and not smell like weed, (laughs) but you've managed to do it somehow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I bet I love when you're in a public place and you smell weed and you're like, (sighs) you know what I love? I like I'm not a smoker, but like. I, I used to smoke sometimes when I was drunk and not like that often, but I'd be like, this is the only time allowed to do it because everyone I know who smokes started when they were drunk and then they kept doing it when they were sober. <laughs> and then so I refused to let myself do it when I was sober. But like, so now it's like when I walk behind someone who's smoking, I'm just like doing deep inhales and I'm like, oh, that smells nice. I'm not going to smoke, but this smells nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I watched the Royal Tenenbaums and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do that <laughs> <laughs> like talk about being a fucking talk about being a film tumblr art ho it, i'm terrible i'm terrible i'm a walking cliche but oh that's that's good that's good shit i don't think there's anything when you're drunk and you're at a nightclub and you're all hanging out on the balcony smoking cigarettes it's like the funnest place in the world i don't know why it's just like yeah i don't know when you're drunk and you want to smoke it's kind of just like I'm gonna. I, I'm probably not even gonna particularly enjoy this, but I want to do it. <laughs> so, but I I haven't smoked in like over two years. Or no, I haven't smoked in like over a year, and I don't really drink that much these days anyway. I think but. I feel like smoking is like I don't even want to do this, but I have. To. It's really, it really is the dumbest addiction. So don't smoke. It's your duty. Yeah, don't smoke because it's fucking stupid. It's bad to get started on if you if you're not doing it already. It's it's not a good ha- it's not a good habit to pick up. But no, when I watch this show, I'm like, oh my god, I like I don't know why smoking just looks so fun, and then you do it and it's not. I mean, it kind of is, but it's kind of not. It's like in the sense where it's like when we were just talking about you want to have something to fidget with or like you have something to do. Like, the physical feeling of doing it is nice, but then the physical effect of it on you is awful. So it's like... Yeah, and I'd rather die than vape, so... I mean, mood. I live in a fucking vape city, and I didn't realize that till I moved here, and now I'm just like, everyone is outside vaping in public with no shame. I remember, like, I remember one of my smoking buddies um, handed... He started vaping, and he handed it to me. I was like, do you want to try it? And I was like, okay. And... 
it was like, oh my, it was just like a fucking room vaporizer. It was like I was, it was like I was inhaling an essential oil made out of bubble gum. It was just, I didn't, didn't get my kick. It just smelled candy floss every time I was standing next to him. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I guess my petty addiction, I don't know, I've, I've been eating a lot of sour, like, fizzy candy. Sour candy is the best candy. Yeah. I don't know if I have any food addiction. I do make a really nice uh, tofu satay, which I eat about once a week. <laughs> it's really nice. And I do go to Tim's like every single day. Yeah, I'm kind of addicted to peanut butter at the moment. Mm. But I don't even like it on toast, so I can only have it with tofu. And it's... um. Uh, yesterday, I got home and I was like, I really want to eat something, but I don't want to make anything. So I just opened my jar of peanut butter and started eating it with a knife. <laughs> with a knife, not even a spoon. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Thank you so much for your question. Yeah. Next one, this is our last question, and then we gotta go. We gotta leave, I'm sorry. Uh, this is from friend of the show, Mike Dawson, old buddy, uh, who asked, if the girls decided to date each other instead of the shitty dude of the week, who would hit it off well? You may exclude Carrie, since she has chronic sec- heterosexuality. I don't really want to exclude Carrie. Well, no, because there's four of them, so it makes a nice, even uh, pad. Yeah... I think Carrie and Charlotte and then Miranda and Samantha. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. I said Miranda, Charlotte, and Carrie, Samantha. I think those both could work, though. Yeah, Hmm. yeah, yeah. My reasoning is that uh, Charlotte and Carrie are both much more romantic. Oh, true. So I feel like they would sort of date each other quite classically. And then Miranda and Samantha are a bit more practical and... I could see them just as, like, fuck buddies, more or less. Right, because they're kind of just there as, like, oh, we're good as friends, but also I'll eat your veg, so. I'll mow your hay. I feel like the very first thing I thought was, well, like, I feel like the obvious pairing that would either be the biggest disaster or the biggest one that would, I don't know. I feel like the most interesting pairing is kind of like the charlotte samantha one not necessarily interesting but it's the one that has the most obvious like differences in them so i didn't really want to say that one because i thought it was kind of boring um so then i was like okay well miranda and charlotte kind of they're they're both kind of the most down-to-earth ones in the sense of being like kind of they don't really exactly want the same things but they're both very like seem kind of like Maybe not family people, but they're not exactly like people who – they don't seem like the kind of socialite people that Carrie and Samantha both are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, even though Charlotte is kind of like that waspy socialite, but they're both kind of a bit more grounded, and I feel like they could kind of balance each other out a little bit, where Miranda's like not afraid to tell Charlotte, like, you're being an idiot, and Charlotte could maybe make Miranda a bit more romantic. Ooh. Um, and then Carrie and Samantha, I feel like they would mostly just have fun together. I think there's some, like, really good Carrie-Samantha moments in the series. Like, there's some really good ones where Carrie just, like, really stands up for Samantha. And I'm like, aw, that's sweet. You have kind of more stuff in common with each other than Carrie would the other girls, I find. But. Yeah. I don't know. I think both sets of pairings could be pretty good. Um. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I feel like it could go. I mean, obviously, Samantha and Charlotte is the sort of dreaded no-go zone. But everyone else would kind of work in some way or another. 
Yeah. I need to make a shipping diagram. (laughs) You get on that. (laughs) I will. I will. I think that's it. That's our last question. We're we're good to go. It's a wrap. It's a wrap on that one. Uh, (laughs) Um, And that's podcast, baby. Uh, (laughs) Now, this is what I call podcasting. That's what I call podcasting. God, like exclamation (laughs) exclamation mark podcasting. We're professionals. Um, Yeah, so fucking find me online. I was just on an episode of Noise Space's newest podcast. It is called Tuning Fork. It is hosted, um, it's hosted by friends of the show, David and Matt. So Matt of Noise Space and of the boyfriend of the me. (laughs) And, um, I've been friends with David and Matt both for like coming up on 13 years now pretty soon so uh i'm really close with them we had a really fun time recording it so the podcast is about uh pitchfork the you know the music review website and the kind of reviews they put out back in the day when they were kind of making and breaking artists and uh every episode's kind of about like a best new music or you know reviews that were really bad so the very first episode i got to guest on and it was about sufian steven's age of odds so check that out on noisespace.xyz uh otherwise find me on twitter at age of oddish or find me on tumblr at windfall island yeah if you're ever like whomst the fuck is matt when we talk about matt then that's matt (laughs) yeah that's matt um that's matt (laughs) and yeah i mean it's a it's a good show and Mm -hmm. i may be on it sometime in the near future we don't know we just don't know there's literally no way to know <laughs> no and you know now we have to de decelerate our ariana's our standing maybe we'll find someone new to stand maybe we will yeah i mean the thing is as much as i love barbecue chicken uh the thing is we stand an idiot but also i mean i am gonna listen no she's been taking a dumb bitch juice um <laughs> she's back on her bullshit <laughs> she is fully back on her bullshit and yeah. you know we we are woke stands, so we can take a step back and go, hey, chill the fuck out. We're not mm. crazy. I mean, we are, but, like, we're level-headed. <laughs> yeah, and we're not going to support every decision you make because some of your decisions are dumb. And I'm sure we're going to listen to Thank You Next the day it drops. And I'm sure you're going to hear about it on this podcast, like, the day after, just like Sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be a quick Ariane, like, break, just, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. But. We, you know. Stand responsibly. Stand responsibly. We can only stand billionaires with a pinch of salt. Don't take everything we say literally. Um. (laughs) Don't believe a single thing we say, ever. (laughs) But at the same time, we're always right. Uh, Just to take a little (laughs) note from Henry Kissinger's book, I'm going to die. Don't fact check us. (laughs) Don't. Yeah. Not Also not a threat, just a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anyway, speaking of, yeah, if you want to find me elsewhere, then yeah, I am on, I am still, I am still affiliated with Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is not on very often because I'm tired. So, um, you can find me there, but you might have to go back a couple of weeks. Otherwise, you can find me on Tumblr at Dork Phoenix. You are Tumblr user Dork Phoenix. I am, famously. Um, thank you to Eddie for coining, I don't think I really coined it. I just was on Tumblr and then Dork Phoenix. So anyway, but anyway, um, that's where I am. You guys know that by now. Anything else we need to say? I don't think so. I think all we got to say is goodbye. Barbecue fingers. Barbecue fingers forever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye. Bye.
Sayonara. 